Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hitting you with a different type of intro. Yeah, he's already tight. I can hear it. I can hear it, right? But it is Sunday, December 17, 2023, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Now Mind You podcast. This is episode 99, Manga. We're your hosts. I'm TJ. I'm Matt. And Bryce had a conflict with work. He will be joining us as soon as he can. With that being said, as far as announcements are concerned, as always, check out the Instagram page. That's where, you know, it's it's usually the hub of all of our activity. But with that being said, too, if you want to see where we're available, always check out the flow page. It contains the links to all of the distribution platforms we are on. Uh, the docket for today. Uh, more along lines of our usual suspects, right? We have... Hajime no Ippo, Sakamoto Days, Kaiju Number Eight, Jujutsu Kaisen, and in some slightly off the cuff, I don't want to say off topic because it's so manga, but apparently Stage S is back. Um, yeah, that was crazy as hell. A year and like a quarter, right? Gone? No, a year and a third gone, right? A year and four months, which is like insane. Um, and also Marshall Master Asumi. I think is about to hit the threshold that we've been looking for or, uh, or, or or has already passed it. So we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, we're mm-hmm. about to hit the end of the year. So there will be some discussions. And of course, we'll keep you guys abreast of what the uh, future docket is going to look like, right? The mangas that we cover. But I digress. Matt, it's on you, brother. Take us into Epo, please. <laughs> All right. Yeah, good luck, homie. We get. <laughs> <laughs> I've been like trying to think of a way to like work around explaining. <laughs> hey. But I'm a, I'm gonna find my way. To good luck, bro. <laughs> we get. <laughs> it's like that's damn near the whole chapter. So yeah, luck. bro. It's like it was no real way of finding. <laughs> so we're at chapter fourteen forty three. The flames died down. So we pick up where we left off with uh, Takamura, Itagaki's father, and um, the homeless guy that hangs out outside of the arena, outside of Corican Hall. I always forget this guy's name. Me too. Uh, the fan. We'll just call him that because that's the nickname he goes by. Um. So they're still all hanging out, still doing their uh, three-way trying to make each other laugh. And it it gets creepy. I'm a just creepy sus. I don't really know. Is sus is sus even okay to say? Fuck it. I'm gonna say it's sus. It gets sus. It gets pretty sus. Um it turns into some nudity. Uh my man is really struggling right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to find a way. Anyway, Takamura Itigaki's dad and the fan take an extremely racy but also wild ass like frat boyish photo and put it on uh their version of Twitter. And Takamura basically just makes a complete fool of himself online. That's I'm not even kidding. 90% of the chapter. The last part of the chapter is we see two people uh, doing road work and the two people that are doing road work are actually Sendo and Miata. Um, 
Sendo and Miata are, are working together as Sendo is trying to get prepared to fight Ricardo Martinez. And as they're running, they're talking. And I also thought it was funny that little detail of like, you know, when Ipo runs, uh, uh, Wapo is following him usually. Mm-hmm. And now when Sendo and Miata are running, and Miata's cat and all these other wild animals that just follow Sendo because he's a wild person are just mm-hmm. following them as they're running on the trail. Um, also, while they're talking, um, they kind of get on the subject of Miata leaving Kamigawa Gym. And Sendo being like, damn, you like, do you ever miss that gym? Because it seemed like it's bussing, you know, to be honest. Like, it seems like it's a good time. And, you know, Itagaki can't pretty much is trying to shift uh, the conversation away from that. And he starts to pick up speed. And right as they're starting to pick up speed, they get stopped. And apparently there's some big news that's going to happen. And then we're going to get a color page spread next week. And that's the chapter. Uh, before I get into anything, because since I did all the explanation and it is just the two of us, uh, I'm going to pass it to you, TJ. Uh, look, <sighs> framing, taking into consideration like what's going to be cut off by the platform is important. Uh, also, why would that ever be your first tweet? And I think the lifetime ban was warranted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm curious what those developments are. Uh, are we going to get a zone hop or are we going to stay focused on Sendo Miata? Um, I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of blanking on whose match is happening when. I can't remember if it's uh, uh, Mashiba's fight that's happening first or if it's Sendo's fight, but. We'll see. I got nothing more to add. You covered it as best as you could, given mm-hmm. what you were given, bro. So <laughs> proud of you. That was not easy to navigate. <laughs> Read at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you're this deep into Epo, awesome. Yeah. But if you're, if you're this deep, it's not. It's, it's not, nothing that's going to throw you if you've it's, been reading it. Yeah, it's pretty on brand. There have been worse jokes, uh, believe it or not. Um, With Takamura's ass specifically. Is specifically, uh, yeah. Um, with that, let me take us into Sakamoto days. Yuto Suzuki, this is chapter 148, titled Fan Activities. Uh, we left off, Totomaru's in trouble, and Sakamoto came through with the slides. How would I summarize this? Basically, a reminder that even though I think, me personally, I think Sheen's the main character, the series is called Sakamoto days. Mm-hmm. Um, how would I review this? I'm starting to dislike seeing a Sakamoto Days color page spread. And the reason why is because it makes me think that this will be the chapter where we get the anime announcement. And so far, I've been like, oh, for th- for like 50. Um, where's my anime announcement? I feel that it's weird that we're getting a ninja 148 chapters deep. And it's like, Ninjas are known for, you know, being one-to-one with assassinations, right? And also shout out the movie Ninja Assassin with starring Rain. Uh, shout out that movie I haven't seen. I thought it was pretty good for the time. That shit was fire. It was raw. It right? has aged well. It was raw. Um, and then this ninja that we see gets taken out by Sakamoto and he's using a pair of like old Beats by Drake. Uh, crazy, crazy. 
but anything that Sakamoto wields becomes a ridiculous weapon, right? Also, speaking of this, right? uh, Speaking of this, right? Apparently, paper beats sword because my man had some origami paper, turned it into some shooty guns, and was able to cut through a live sword. Insane. Uh, where did he have the wherewithal to know that he would have needed that paper? And how how is he here just like folding shit again to high speed? Whatever. Typical. This is on brand for Sakamoto days. I was kind of surprised by the choice in this chapter and I guess the previous chapter to kind of turn Toromaru into a damsel in distress because she's anything but that. For one, it would have been cool to see what a what her... Uh, improved abilities look like because she was also sparring with Gaku uh, back at uh, Slur or XHQ. Um, and she's like, she's got skills. Remember, she's one of those special candidates in the, the JCC entrance exam, right? She's nice with that like Gears of War axe shotgun that she has, bro. Like she she was a menace leading up to this. So uh, the choice to turn her into a damsel in distress, I mean, it makes sense if you put it within the context of her fanaticism her codependency, I guess it kind of makes sense because that's what this chapter was relying on heavily. I just thought it's like, hey, let's let's see Toromaru get to work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also found it humorous that she's lamenting not being able to live a normal life. Shout out Kaji, because that man's been like hospital, didn't even get a chance to go to school, back on the field, hospital. <laughs> like it's just, but anyway, uh, she's lamenting not being able to live a normal life because you know, she's stuck in all this shit, but I think you, you need to put an asterisk on normal because we're, we're talking normal within the confines of the assassin world, which as we have seen in this show or series, sorry, it's not Bryce a show will yet. not accept. Right? Yeah, Bryce <laughs> won't accept it, but it's it's just, it's, it's insanity. Her idol worship of Sakamoto is for sure going up several notches. And in her defense, that framing of Sakamoto in front of that painting called The God of Killing. Hey, which that I shit think, was tight. <laughs> for, for one, yes. But for two, I think the the author of that painting or the artist of that painting, wasn't that the dude, uh, Sniper, the sniper guy of the order was trying to get his like legendary kill off of and Sakamoto inadvertently so. stole it from him? I didn't I didn't go back to, to confirm it, but I feel like that was that artist. But because they made sure that we saw his name exactly, you know. Um, we still need to figure out how that bomb is going to get extracted out of Toramaru. Also, Nagamo and Shishiba, to my knowledge, they have yet to be mobilized in this fray, right? They had that rock, paper, scissors, it was Osodagi. They, they hung back. Uh, what's Chairman Asaki doing right now? Last we saw, he was buying that painting because he's got money, money, and being a total douche. Um, is Yotsumura on the field? Where's Amane? Things, and, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because things just feel a little too neat. Like, I don't know how to explain it. This this could also be from, you know, reading Jujutsu Kaisen, but things feel like they're going to wrap up a little too nice right now. And I think something's bound to mess it up and, and, and slur slash Rion because they both inhabit the same body seem to be the type to have countermeasures on countermeasures. So I could see them perhaps sending out anxiety youngster Akira, right? To to fuck with Sakamoto and Shin on the mental level. We'll see the or maybe we they deploy Carolina Reaper, who we've only seen within the confines of the slur base, 
but we've never actually seen an action action. So I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me that, that they'd have a backup to the backup that Kota Manu and, and uh, uh, Mafuyu would be unaware of. Plus it's like what we have uh, Kumanomi and what was his name? Haruma, right? The the mm-hmm. other members from their Alkamar, um, their 511 from their, their 511 Kinderheim, like, there, there's there's a lot going on. There's always a lot going on in Sakamoto Days, but you know what Sakamoto Days doesn't do? Anime or miss. Wow. <laughs> I still wanted that. Hey, we're 148 wow. chapters deep, bro. We're 148 <laughs> chapters deep, bro. Where Where is it? Is wow. it going to happen? Is it going to happen at this point? I, I might just need um, to let it go for my creative. mental health. I got to applaud that. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I might need to let it go for my mental health, Matt. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, I'm going to pass it to you, bro. Yeah, I ain't gonna hold you. I feel you, cause never mind. I ain't gonna make it worse. <laughs> um, I rocked with this chapter a lot. I always like when we actually get to see more of Sakamoto in action. Um, did he break that guy's neck? Um, Man. is that guy's apron bulletproof like his? Hmm, questions that need answers. I think there are some <laughs> asters for sure. I think it's like a. A Batman situation, but not Batman, Batman. Think like Batman and Spider-Man video games where, yeah, he's not going to kill you, but them hospital bills will. Yeah, basically. Um, I like that he restored, he both lost and restored her fandom at the same time. <laughs> when she's like, wow, he's a normal person. Wow, he's not cool. Damn, he's fat. Like, damn, like he has a kid's wallet. And then it's like, Oh, he's really yeah, him like that. Timothy Days. What is you talking about? Anyway, um, I thought this was a good chapter. I, I enjoy every chapter of Sakamoto Days that I read, to be honest. So yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I'll pass it back to you. Well, let me tell you something, bro. Into? It's on you. Take us into kaiju number eight. Oh, yeah, we finally got a chapter this week. Yeah, I uh, forgot about that. <laughs> Well, you I know won. how I feel. <laughs> yep. So we're on chapter, episode, whatever, 98. And all of those giant kaiju had popped up. And we got a transformation from uh, Kafka. And, you know, he turns into his kaiju form because all of these kaiju are blasting out everybody and he has to take them out. Now, he's pretty much zipping from kaiju to kaiju taking them all out one shot and them diverting you know their blast so they don't kill all of these uh innocent bystanders and all these innocent people and stuff and he realizes that part of the plan is that number nine just wants to keep him busy and he's like yeah obviously all of these kaiju are no real threat to you because the only kaiju stronger than you is me I'm the only thing stronger than you, but it's me. I'm the biggest. Pretty much. And Mina is like, Mina tried to get on her um, Lemillion, a real hero, Muriel Tagata um, shit, and be like, yeah, it don't matter that I don't got my big gun. I still got something. You feel me? So she starts getting active with Kaiju number nine, trying to buy herself some time. And then he's just like, yeah, I'm the final boss. Mm-hmm. Just in case you forgot, like this, and this is definitely not your manga. Grabs her, Dude. and <laughs> what? 
<laughs> this is definitely not your manga. It's crazy. Yeah, hey, that's definitely how he <laughs> grabbed her, like, snatched up, like, yeah, this is Nacho Manga, and was like, you know what, I gotta take out Mina, and then I'll pretty much beat y'all, because he also is realizing, even, which I, I thought, and I might just be reading too much into it, but I thought it was tight that, from a strategic standpoint, he was thinking, take out Mina, because of the morale blow that'll be to their team. But maybe that's not how he meant it. No, I don't I don't think you're you're reaching because she is literally the face of the Japanese anti-kaiju defense force. Like if we like kind of mentally go back to the first few chapters of the series, like she was plastered all over the place. Like uh Narumi, right? Mm -hmm. Uh was like jealous of her because she would out she just beat him in the popularity rankings all the time. So no, the morale blow is real. You're right. Anyway, I think that's I think that's what the goal for him is. Uh, for that, I think that's what he's going for. So, um, and that's pretty much where the chapter ends. It's like, well, you know, will they anybody be able to make it in enough time to save, um, to save her? So we gonna see. Maybe the main character will. Um, but with that, I will pass it over to TJ. I well, everybody in the group chat knows, but I fucking first of all, when I saw the notification on my phone that a new kaiju chapter got out, I flipped my phone off because <laughs> the disrespect <laughs> of first hitting us with the 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 one of those cover page chapters and then saying, Yeah, kaiju won't drop for another three weeks. It's like eat a dick, cause like you you don't give us enough in the time it takes for a new chapter to drop to to deserve all this attention from us. Like we, we don't get enough meat on this entree to warrant all this hype, right? And mm -hmm. it sucks because I I love the series. It's it's cool. It's like really cool. It's different. We have we really gotten a kaiju manga like that? I mean, you could probably argue that Dan to Dan. Is on that wavelength to a certain degree. I once mm -hmm. I once say Dan and Dan is really like kaiju battles like that, like at its core. Right? No, but it, the scale is it has it, a it's lot insane. of it's and it's had some kaiju battles in it. So right. yeah, right, you know, but like a pure kaiju specific manga, like I think it might be the first of its kind. I could very well be wrong though, and please feel free to to comment that because you know engagement is is tops. But I think from an objective point of view, this chapter didn't really advance the plot. It didn't give us anything that was not given in the previous chapter, right? Like, we know that he was targeting absorbing Mina already. We learned that in the last chapter. So what was really the point of this? Uh, we know where the stakes are. We know we we know the giant kaiju were summoned for that very reason. That, like, there was no new information that wasn't already presented to us in, the, in literally chapter 97. So... I don't know. That that kind of pissed me off, especially for that long of a wait. Mm -hmm. Um I I wanna see why Reno hasn't shown up on the field. Like why is he just in the cut? Is he even being used to his full abilities at this point? Like, are you waiting for another all is lost moment? Whatever. Um <laughs> but, <laughs> it always makes you laugh when I go whatever, because it's it's usually a sign that I'm pretty upset <laughs> about something. But yep. uh I don't know. 
I, at this point, I want to learn more about this this beat between Kaiju 9 and Kaiju 8 because it seems to pre-exist before Kai, Kai, uh, excuse me, Kafka even entered the picture. Again, there's the Kaiju Phantom that I, we keep talking about because, dude, right? There's the fact that Kaiju number 8's face mask is already cracked like when we first are presented, it already looks like it's got battle damage. Why is that? Right? I'm mm-hmm. starting to get more and more of a resemblance between Kaiju 9 and Kaiju 8 to uh all from one and one for all, right? But like on a kaiju level, like let me find out that they were the original kaijus and like a rift occurred between the two of them, and kaiju number eight sided with humanity while kaiju number nine sought domination. What if kaiju number nine is actually the parent of all kaijus? And I literally had that thought as I was typing my notes up. But the reason why I have, why I say this is because it seems to know everything about every single kaiju, like every single die kaiju or numbered kaiju that has done damage to humanity, right? It referenced number six. Oh, you thought number six what when number six it was crazy i'm about to top all of that as soon as i absorb mina right um and the reason why i say this too is because it's been producing all these new kaijus and effortlessly increasing their levels like uh what uh hoshina's partner kaiju 10 right like that was just a a a, a mini experiment for kaiju 9 so I can't help but wonder, like, why is Kaiju 9 why, the way it is? And what is, what's the origin story? And why is there this beef between it and number 8? And why, why are they Gamora? automatically, like, the strongest? Wait, what'd you say, Matt? My bad. I said, why is Gamora? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's weird. But... Like, the, I think that would be more compelling to me. Like, this is the first time where I'm like, I would welcome a flashback of that nature. Um, because right now, it's not even a zone hop. It's just like a zone stall to me is what it feels like. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pass it back to you, bro. Uh, no, I, I think you I think you said the rest of what could be said, <laughs> you know, as far as Kaiju number eight is concerned. Um, I don't know. I was still pretty salty just because we had that weight. It was annoying. Yeah, I was annoyed by that. And I also just don't feel like these chapters are long enough. But again, I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to accept it, even though I did just complain. But so fucking what? Don't worry. I'll complain for both of us. I'll complain for the three of us. I'm complaining for the three of us. I got you guys. Um, um, you want to take us into Jujutsu Kaisen? Bro, look. Let me preface <laughs> this with this. Like Matt was saying that Sukuna doesn't obey the rules. Damn, damn, I'm damn. just like, I'm like, all right, you know, maybe within the legal, the confines of the Jujutsu legal system. <laughs> Come to find out Sukuna gained the system. Anyway, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, like he game the system bro not even like jujitsu law anyway uh chapter 245 gay mm-hmm. gaku tommy inhuman makio Shin- shinjuku showdown part 17 
where we leave off? Sukuna, you've been served. Dun dun, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how that summarizes? Hakadi's getting some action, and we're about to see a mistrial <laughs> in the most jujitsu way possible, bro. Man. Uh, look, I wonder if Hakadi is in his the invincible phase of his uh, stop it of his curse. <laughs> I, am I tripping though? Like you saw what I saw. <laughs> like, like, bro, he lost his leg, went back for the ones. Like, I like, like anyway. Look, he's gotta be in the invincible phase of his domain expansion, sure hit, because he's regenerating his limbs at a speed that has Uda Ume impressed. The he he's he's literally fighting with reckless abandon because he can grow his shit right back. Uh, I'd imagine that doesn't apply to like if his head gets cut off because I think the origin of all curse technique is probably the brain, right? So, but still, I wouldn't risk it with Akari. He's a hot hand of the dice game. The nigga grew his head back. I completely understand uh, Hakari rushing to find his 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 Jordan one because you know he probably doesn't have some regular pair pairs of J's on, bro. It's got to be like some type of special release or some shit he's like bro i just got these off of stock x um mm-hmm. i like how Uda I Ume, I, <laughs> it's like yeah the nigga had to leave without his shoe because i want him anyway i like he how swung his leg around <laughs> i like how Uda Ume saying they won't hold back is just making hakati like feel like he's got a hotter hand than the dice game the nigga's just getting more hype it's he's got a problem he might I, i'd say he needs to go to gamblers anonymous but so his, got whole, a fever. his whole curse <laughs> technique is built around his addiction so it's like <laughs> you, you tell him to fix it that's a wrap <laughs> like it's like no we we need this nigga in the gambling trenches anyway for the trial first of all I kind of thought the Executioner's Sword would be a little bit more impressive. Maybe, I don't know, like, I thought it'd have, like, a more of a Kuwabara effect. Um, well, it, it alters in size. It doesn't stay that small. Right. It's just, you know what I mean. Like, you look at Kuwabara's yeah. Sword anyway, but as, especially since it's got, like, some of that, like you said, it alters in size, so it's got some of that tune force appeal mm-hmm. to it, but that's what it is. Yo, Sukuna mid-trials like, can we hurry this up? It's me. I'm niggas. Let's get to that verdict. I hey, got places when, to destroy, When he bro. said that, niggas should have been shook. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you see? Did you see Judge Man? Judge Man's eye stitches popped open, bro. He's like, huh? <laughs> like, said, bro, you talking to me like that? <laughs> like, this is my domain. <laughs> like, and? <laughs> right. Bro, that being said, RIP to everybody in that courtroom. Uh, so Sukuna had to know, like the reason why he even said hurry it up is because he already knew the rules of the domain from the last time Yuji was on trial. He learned the rules through Yuji. So that like, I don't know if this is a statement that everyone's going to agree with and it's nothing wild. It's just, I never really had the impression that Sukuna was necessarily Mr. Plan ahead. I feel like Sukuna is like the genius in the moment. Like, for instance, when he had Maharaga, well, I guess maybe he planned Maharaga ahead too when he was going up against Gojo, right? To turn Maharaga into that machine learning algorithm. But 
he doesn't strike me as like a Kenjaku type where it's like, no, I've been planning this for centuries, right? I've been planning this no, for centuries. He just has a wealth of knowledge. He just knows right. that he's the but, king of curses. But you, you you feel me on this, right? Like, he doesn't yeah. seem like, like, I'll put it this way. Kenjaku has to plan. Sukuna doesn't. That's what I mean. You know what I'm saying? You have you plan for Sukuna. Kenjaku right. plans for you. You plan for Sukuna. Right, exactly. So it's like, he never gave out that vibe. So the fact that did he know that the curse tool would have gotten confiscated and not his curse technique if he had the curse tool out? That's insane. Uh, to be like that prepared or to just be able to... Man, we, we might just need to get a a, a, a spinoff of just Sakuna. How? <laughs> Is it of what? Just crime? Like... <laughs> I guess, bro. <laughs> like, But like... How do you become like this? <laughs> or maybe that that should that should just not be known. Maybe we shouldn't give people ideas. But like yeah, this crimes of Sakuna, <laughs> grime time. The Sakuna story. Anyway, uh, look, Yuji and Choso, they might have something for Sakuna, but uh, Shiesty. Kusakabe and Higuruma, that might be it, Playboy. And yes, I know I called him Shiesty because he's got the mask on because I forgot his name. But, but we'll go with it. It's fine. But yeah, that, that, that might be a wrap, bro. I don't know. Man, I every every new chapter of Jujutsu Kaisen just reinforces Bryce's expression that summarizes the series. I know what's happening, but I don't know what the fuck's going on. And on that note, I'm gonna pass it over to Matt. Well, there's a term I say all the time that my wife quotes me sometimes too. And sometimes you roll the dice and them bitches come up snake eyes. <laughs> and that to me is pretty much this situation. That last, those last few panels when, um, <clears throat> When Sukuna tells Higuruma, he was like, only me and Higuruma noticed something was wrong. And he was like, what's wrong? And it was like, because he instantly was like, why is he able to cut? And it's like, yeah, right. because you you just finna execute this tool. You can't execute me. And it's like, it's also crazy on for Higuruma on his front because that in no way, shape or form crossed his mind that that could be an outcome. That and, the it's, outcome and it's could his be domain. What, That's what's yeah. more wild. Like the outcome of wh who could be guilty could be an cursed tool, and that makes sense because Yuji is technically a cursed tool, which got brought up in his case. Hmm. Oh man, it was just just the fact that he was able to circumnavigate that on a like, technicality, bro. It literally was the Martin, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> On the technicality. Damn, bro, because what y'all going to do now? He just got hit with it. If it fuck. doesn't fit, you must have quit, bro. <laughs> like, like that's... Fuck. Damn. Hey, you ever take a nigga to court and he just pulled a Uno reverse and for whatever <laughs> reason it worked? Like, right, he just right. put a reverse card down? Like, what? <laughs> Oh. So I was like, I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it.
You got any uh any final thoughts for jujitsu? Hey y'all, the bad guys might just win, but <laughs> Real let's just let's just get used. Let's let's familiarize ourselves with that possibility let's, now. Like let's warm bad, up to that idea. Yeah, the bad guys might just win, and that I guess is okay. I don't know anymore. Uh, what was your favorite chapter this week? That's a tough one. I mean, nothing crazy stuck out. Sakamoto Days was, you know, no, I'm gonna give it to Sakamoto Days because it was almost like a, a return to form and just pure Sakamoto, just blasting through, like people. Now that's mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna go with Sakamoto Days. You? Uh, I'm gonna go with Jujutsu Kaisen to be honest. Um. I felt like, yeah, I felt like Jujutsu Kaisen, it literally made me be like, hell no. Like, it made, I had to, like, I verbally, like, responded to what I was reading. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, because of that, I got to give it to Jujutsu Kaisen. Because, and it was like, oh, yeah, he not guilty. That tool is. It was like, you got to be fucking kidding me right now. <laughs> You've got to be joking. That's like, hilarious, too, because to me, it's and this is a thought that I had, I didn't put in my notes, but I was thinking, how wild is it that you can have a curse technique that is essentially a representation of you, but you have no control over it? There are too many instances of, of that in this in this series, right? Like, yes, you you might be OP, but the drawback is you actually can't control what it does at all. You can just hope for the best. That reminds me of that that tweet. Uh, somebody said the Elmo's world is his domain expansion. Like, <laughs> I think I put it in the group chat. But it you was just did. like it's like they favorite things that he just has a domain that even he doesn't understand. It's like so now <laughs> everybody's just stuck in this domain. <laughs> <laughs> domain expansion. Elmo's world. <laughs> Well, no one's surviving. Yep. <laughs> Turn so, into everybody so, yeah, becomes I, Mr. Wiggles. Yeah, like, how do I get out of here? Elmo yeah. doesn't know. <laughs> Mr. Wiggles has been trapped this whole time, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do I get out? Or is it I Mr. Noodle? I forget. Who knows? <gasps> All right, so, then. Let's get on to this topic of the week, player. All right. Top 10 anime characters of all time. Obviously, these lists are subjective and can change. Um, but with that, I'm gonna let Matt go first. God damn it! No, because then if I go first and we have something, you're gonna be like, "You stole this from me." And then if you go first, I'll you're probably right. say the same thing, but it won't you're hit right. the same. <laughs> but I think I, I think our lists are gonna be pretty different. I actually do think it's gonna be a little different. Um, in most parts. Um, all right. I'm gonna get my obvious ones out the way. Uh Vegeta. You had to know if you've been following this podcast for any amount of time, if you know me at all, Vegeta. I'm not even going to any info on that. Um another obvious one, and I might be also taking this from TJ Yusuke. Um from Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, obviously, 
the main just, character from huh what <laughs> go ahead go ahead go ahead obviously you know the main character from one of the greatest if not the greatest anime of all time one of the greatest if not the greatest manga of all time um, i don't know man he just embodies so many things it's like he his the whole his character his kind of coming of age arc it just you kind of feel like you grow with Yusuke as the series grows as well. You know, it didn't really necessarily end the best way, and I just mean the series in total, but overall, he's definitely a character that's been, at least for me, within like the zeitgeist of characters I care about. He's definitely been up there for a while. Um, My next one is uh, Mashiba, Ryo Mashiba from Hajime no Ippo. Another obvious one, Um, if you... Again, follow us. You know, I'm very high on Mashiba. Um, I like Mashiba's style. I like the way he fights. Um, I like that he had, like, that little bit of, you know, that edge to him that he would go kind of that extra mile. But now his kind of, like, I've really been appreciating his redemption arc and stuff like that. I thought he's that's been pretty cool. Um, so I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, I like, you know, the, the protective big brother thing. And, you know, but doubling back, like, lying to Epo saying like oh yeah you can look after my sister and it's like yeah dummy and after this i'm gonna kill your ass like he's crazy man I, I, but i love him like i think mashi was cool um my next one is uh josuke from jojo's bizarre, JoJo's adventure. bizarre adventure um there's two Josuke's, but this is from the Josuke that actually has an anime not the Josuke from part eight this is Josuke from part four uh, the one that lives in Morio. If you watch that season of um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you'll fully understand. Um, dude, he's like one of the most likable characters. He's kind of like one of the most liked JoJo's of all of the JoJo's. He's one of the most popular ones. Um, he's one of the youngest ones. You know, he's one of the ones that's like still in high school when we come across him. His, you know, even his um his power is cool, like the fact that he can rearrange and reconfigure things and stuff like that. It, but, it, you know what I mean? He's a healer at the end of the day. Like, dog, this man was fighting this nigga. He, this dude pissed him off and he healed him completely just so he could beat his ass. <laughs> he healed this man and said, I'm going to heal you just so... It can't be said that I fought you with an unfair advantage and then beat these shit out of him. <laughs> that by itself is enough <laughs> to get on my list. <laughs> that's, that's petty as hell. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the next one, uh, I'm getting to... I got Kamina on here. Um, I had to put him on there simply for the fact that like, he's not even in 10 total episodes of this series, and he's still... His impact is insane. His impact is insane. The weight that his character carried is insane. Even within the fandom of the series and people who've seen the series, again, like, bro, my man does not make it 10 full episodes into this show. He don't make it 10, and he doesn't have 10 in total. And just that impact. No, man. Girl, log on. Kamina, he was the man, bro. Um, next, uh, I got Edward Elric uh, of the Elric Brothers from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, 
man, just his entire character arc, the care, the person he is at the beginning of the series to getting his arm back and getting his brother's body back and making the sacrifices that he needed to make, but understanding like, Oh my God, it's just such a full circle moment, man. It's like, you learn so much, you know, even at least for me, at least damn near about yourself, just watching that series. But Edward just goes through so much, man. It just is like, you got to feel for a guy that just seems like for as hard as he pushes forward to do the right thing bad shit just keeps happening yeah like he keeps getting a bad result from something positive that he's doing like for, it was like every step he took was always the wrong step man and it was just so fucked up to like just see this dude basically like like fight against fate it felt like for so long in the series um but to ultimately come out and be triumphant you know um yeah edward he up there man that's a, he's one of the, he one of them ones for me. Uh, I'm getting to these villains right quick. Uh, I gotta put Johan Liebert on. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, bro. Like this nigga just transcends evil. <laughs> like he's the worst. He's the absolute worst, bro. Like, I don't have to explain it to you, obviously. But, like, you want to talk about a person that got plans for plans for plans? Like, bro, why would you ruin this man's life? He saved your life. <laughs> like, if you really think about it, TJ, he could have put that, he could have framed anybody. He actually had no real reason to do that shit to Dr. Timler. He did nothing to you. Hmm. He saved your life. All this wild shit you're doing now, you're only able to do because of him. You didn't, he didn't deserve this. He didn't deserve it. No, that shit was crazy. Johan, Johan was on some other shit. And on some some a motherfucker planning everything. You already know where I'm going with this. Isaac. Eisen was another one. He's another one of my favorite characters. Definitely an all-time favorite just because he's, he's to me, one of my... I felt like he was an overpowered character done right. Yeah, he or, was like the reverse Flash of the Shinigami world. It was insane. Yeah, bro. Like, it was, every time <laughs> they had him cornered, it was like, you don't. Actually, yeah. He's like, actually... You don't have me beat. This was all a part of my plan. Bro, like, the one thing that he could not have planned for was what beat him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. He never planned for being temporarily depowered. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the end, still achieved 99% of his plan. Yeah, they needed his help. Yeah. Um, and... One thing I always wondered is like, what was his base spiritual pressure that he was giving everybody problems? Yeah. Like Hogyoku or not, he was giving them problems. Anyway, that's the yeah, He cooked everybody. Day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then my number one. Um, you know what? I didn't even mean for this to be my last one, TJ. I swear to God, I didn't. I didn't mean for this to be my number one, but 
Oh well, no, he's technically not my number one, so I'll leave him as my number two. Uh you already know what the fuck we doing. A real fucking hero. Of course. Muriel of course. Of course. A million. <laughs> the realest. The only, the truest hero <laughs> that came out of My Hero Academia, obviously other than All Might. The only one that really fucking embodied this shit. The only one that's really here, here for the real heroism, nigga. Really here for the smiles, <laughs> for the kids. She the John Cena this whole shit. Fuck is you talking about, bro? He don't man. If it was on him, he'd be leading the league in fucking wishes made for them make a wish kids. Okay. Talking about a nigga that pulled up. No, no, no. This my list. We gonna we. I'm taking it there. Day one pulled up, smoked they whole class. Dolo, he soloed they class. They had already been through like terrible shit before him, bro. They had all leveled up significantly. No. Two, this nigga making this goofy-ass power work for him. This, first of all, is broken. And it's not broken in a good way. Like, he is doing a legit... This nigga is playing with physics and just guessing. 90% yeah. of the time and still thriving. Still thriving. And obviously, we're not even going to talk about what he did when they when the team was down 3-1. When they was down 3-1 and he already got put up on, this nigga already was sitting back on the trainer's desk. Fucked up. What'd he do? What'd he do? He put the team on his fucking back. No powers. ACL, blue. MCL, blue. Achilles gone. Still was putting them hands on, on Overhaul's ass. He's putting hands on Overhaul and protecting a child. He fought a nigga with powers while he had none. In the instant that he lost his powers, didn't go like fuck. What I'm gonna do now? He was like, the mission. Oh, I guess I just gotta fuck you up now. <clears throat> I all the finesse is gone. Now I have to beat your ass. Um, man, just a real fucking hero, man. God damn, he didn't. He this nigga. He don't lose sight of the mission, bro. He don't lose sight of the mission. He completely he he understand the fucking assignment. That's why he on this damn list. Shit. And my number one, uh, I guess it just rolled out like that is Revy from Black Lagoon. Um, if you're not familiar with Black Lagoon, Revy is not necessarily the main character, but kind of the main character, because technically the main character is. Uh, the narrator, but she all of the action virtually revolves around Revy. Revy is like the girls with guns archetype, you know, uh, wears like a bikini top or like a tank top, basically. And, uh, you know, two pistols, short shorts, stuff like that. But she's a, a combat, basically, specialist, half Chinese uh, immigrant that, you know, pretty much lives on this rebel island and is a bounty hunter and virtually a mercenary. And, man, she just is a problem. But her character is so layered. And, you know, when they get into why she's so, you know, rigid and, you know, what pushes her and the things that she sees in um, in her other uh, crewmates like Danny and Rock and Dutch and, I mean, Benny, not Danny. Um, you know, and just the ways that you see her 
grow to love and care about rock and you get to see what her relationship is like with the rest of the people on the team. It's just, I don't know, man, it's, I really enjoyed her as a character. I find her to be funny. I find her to be fun. Um, she gets on a lot of really good fights. She has a lot of great action sequences and, you know, girls with guns, man, shit, you can't go wrong. So that's my list. It was tough to narrow it down to 10. I, obviously I had extras, but I, I couldn't be that person. So I narrowed mine down to 10. I'm going to pass it to TJ. Well, I can be that person. Kidding. No, I actually followed the rules this time. Um, sure, I'll start from the bottom and work my way up to the top. Uh, for me, Zenin Maki. Okay. Speaks for herself. Uh, Hanamichi Sakuragi, if you've ever read or watched Slam Dunk. Thorfinn. Damn, nigga, give us some explanation on Hanamichi. Come on. It's just like... Beat the street. His character arc is just insane. He literally starts off as a delinquent who's got no luck in love or in life. Uh, he's actually kind of got a bit of a tragic backstory. He was such an... I mean, like, Hanamichi has natural red hair, which already makes him a target. Uh, gingers apparently don't get love in Japan either. And he's, like, freakishly tall. So he was always just getting in fights, and he unfortunately just became a delinquent as a result. Uh, part of his tragic backstory is he lost his dad uh, to a heart attack because he was trying to go and get emergency help, and he got confronted by some delinquents who unfortunately stopped him from being able to save his father. But with that, too, it's like he originally gets into basketball because he's in love with the basically the team captain's younger sister. And he's like getting into it because she, she, she scouts him out because of his height. He's got no basketball experience, but he's like, yeah, I'm gonna love basketball. If it helps me get to her. Um, but then you just witness his evolution. And basically if you're unfamiliar with slam dunk, basically uh, the Shohoku uh, basketball team, they're modeled after like the nineties bulls, like during the second three peat. Um, and Hanamichi's character in particular is basically Dennis Rodman. Um, so he's got this crazy jumping ability, this ability to dunk and to shoot. And it's just, yeah, his character development and the way he ends up showing how he puts everything, he does everything for his teammates is, it, it's just awesome. I mean, this is from, this is Takehiko Inoue, so you know it's going to be good. This is the guy who did Vagabond. This is a guy who also draws real, which uh, I'm actually going to get into pretty soon. But the artwork is crisp, and it's just, yeah, Hanamichi. Um, Thorfinn, because if you have... Shit, like, I mean, look. Vinland Saga, it's no berserk. We already laid that debate to rest. But... I will agree with Bryce. Greatest character arc I have ever seen this side of the Mississippi. I'm not kidding you. Like, this man goes from being, what, between six and eight years old, seeing his father murdered before his eyes, to being on a quest for vengeance, to realizing that what his father was telling him was, this isn't the way, and completely, effectively repenting and just putting his life back on the straight and narrow, like just read Vinland Saga. Uh, you might shed a thug tear or two. I'm not even kidding. Um, Guts 
speaks for himself. Speaks for himself. Rock Lee didn't get his box set, but boy, look, tuning exam. Hey, he was cooking. He he's literally the only Naruto character anyone could realistically aspire to be, and even then, like with some limitations. It's like yeah, you yeah, can't do the ninja. Careful. You got to do the taijutsu. That's him. He's him. Um, Vash the Stampede. Only because okay. Trigun was so, so different for me. Uh, getting into like anime and manga, I was like, "What is this? Why am I seeing this dude's picture all over the internet on the forums I used to go on and on the websites he's going?" I was like, "There was something intriguing about this man in the red coat and the fancy gun." Only to then read it and realize how silly he was, but to see that the silliness was really a front for a lot of the darkness and sadness and. You know, for him to be alive for that long and to witness what he has witnessed and to effectively have to fight his own brother is wild. But Vash the Stampede. Um, Mikazuki August Gundam Barbatos. Mm -hmm. Look, that was a close one for me. Aside from G Gundam, I've never seen a Gundam series. And, and, to be fair, Iron-Blooded Orphans fits within the overall Gundam trope. It's not that different like how G Gundam was, but I never seen a Gundam series like that. Uh, and Mikazuki was different. Like, different, different. I, I mean, we've already, like, same as, like, Matt with Mashi, but you, if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know how I feel about Iron-Blooded Orphans. Uramashi mm-hmm. um, Yusuke, same. <laughs> he, you know, one thing I realized too, he might be the first manga anime protagonist I remember reading, and him not having crazy hair, like him <laughs> actually just being normal. You know what I mean? Like within within the confines of the series, but it's like if you look at our pantheon of protagonists, like. Yusuke is pretty normal looking, all things considered. If, if anything, yeah. you can even say he's like kind of girly looking if you take into consideration how his eyes are actually drawn, his looks are actually drawn or whatever. But like so, so refreshing in in in, in his own way. Um, my number two is Kamina. Speaks for himself. Yeah. And my number one, Goku. Um, And the reason why I'm saying this is because, bro, like, Look, you were talking about growing up with Yusuke, but like mm-hmm. I feel like I grew up with Goku, and I feel like Goku grew past me, bro. I remember, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but I remember when Dragon Ball Super was, it might have been right before the Tournament of Power arc, but there was an outro where you actually see Goku and Gohan and Goten and Trunks, Vegeta, like the whole family, and it's like, we witnessed this boy who lost his grandfather during a freak accident that he was unaware of, that he took a role in, who raised himself in the woods, no real education, and then he starts developing relationships. He's, he grows. He becomes the world's savior. He becomes a father. He's a grandfather, man. Goku's got a whole family. You know, and like it warmed my heart and it made me kind of misty eye too. It's like, man, we really, we really saw this nigga grow up and become 
kind of responsible in his own way. I mean, obviously there are the memes and if you watch like the abridged stuff, it doesn't help. But if you actually pay attention to the source, like the source material, the manga, the canon, like Goku's come a long way and he is not a a two-dimensional character. He's got depth. And if anything, his power is the fact that he's so good, he's able to change the people around him. Like, think about how big his network is, and it's because he was able to turn former enemies into allies and now family, dude. It's just, yeah, man, Goku, bro. Um, That's my list. All right, man. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like i'm sorry all right well with that this has been another episode of the now mind you podcast which you guys can look forward to next week um we will have sakamoto days we will have Believe it or not, Kaiju number eight, but that might just be some pages. I'm I'm not trusting that. Yeah, I wouldn't even mention it. Damn. Uh, <laughs> we got Jujutsu Kaisen. We got Dragon Ball Super. There should be Chainsaw Man. We we yeah, we also got Chainsaw Man. And, and we sh- got Hajime no yes. Epo. Yes, yes, yes. We pretty much got a full docket next week. And our topic of the week for next week is <laughs> weird character Mount Rushmore. <laughs> this sounds like it was Bryce. <laughs> it was. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for rocking with us. This has been another episode of the Now Mind You podcast. If you guys want to follow us, you can. We're all on social media. You can follow me at Matt Hambrick. That's M-A-T-T-H-A-M-B-R-I-C-T-J. You know, since it's just Matt and I today, I'll hit him with the regular voice. You can find me on Instagram at Tuss4Skate. That's T-U-S-S number four underscore S-K-A-T-E. And you guys can find Bryce on Instagram at Ashe Onsa. That's A-X-E underscore O-N-C-A. Bay, bay. Bay. Wow. I know it's been a while. It's been a while. And you can follow us at Now Mind You Podcast, wherever you like to get your podcast and wherever you'd like to get your social media. We are on all of those things. I promise. We'll see you guys next week or we'll see you over in the combat episode. Peace out. Peace.